Step inside these hallowed halls of the Red Light Library where us librarians review short erotica. It gets the short end of the stick when it comes to criticism and review because, well, in the end, it's porn. This podcast reviews adult content that has frank discussions of sexual content, adult language, and, well, basically anything under the sun that certain publishing houses will allow. If that's something you can't legally listen to or don't want to listen to, back out now. Welcome back, dear patrons, to the Red Light Library. I'm head librarian Gavin. I don't have an actual job title. Hi, this is the Gavin that's been here for almost every episode. Today, we are training a new erotica uh, discussionary person. Today, I'm joined by the awesome Alicia. What's up? (laughs) <laughs> and you you chose a heck of a first book <laughs> for us to start yeah. with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um I I wanted something video game and I saw it and I now I kind of regret it, but it's okay. <laughs> I yeah, I mean just starting with the cover. This there's some edge lord. We got a we got a dude in a hoodie holding <laughs> up a like the blandest <laughs> book ever made and it's got like a call of duty green tint thing going on and they found the they found the most lincoln park font (laughs) that they could find on free fonts (laughs) like seriously this cover looks like it's straight out of like 2004 2005 somewhere in there (laughs) so we're talking about assassin's creed by the author olive scratch which is Ah, totally a real birth name assassin's seed they didn't want to get sued that much right let me just pull this up because i bet there might be some fun reviews later oh god (laughs) oh oh no it seems we have chosen the more pedestrian of olive scratches bibliography to talk about (laughs) i i know i saw like one it was like uh, i fucked slender man at the viking festival or some shit yep and also i did nicholas cage's clone and i liked it Oh, also, Seducing Genghis Khan and Once Upon a Dumpster, a dumpster romance erotica. That's like the best place to get it on is the dumpster. What are you talking about? And there are no reviews. So we're the we're the first people to find this in the weeds of erotica. Uh, And I think it's (laughs) I think it's fitting that below it, it says inspired by your browsing history, the Animorph series. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks, Amazon. That's great. So this story, what's Jessa? Is that the tag's name? I think so. Yeah, Jessa. There was a. I made a joke in another podcast uh, a few days ago or a few weeks ago about how the writers felt like it was a two for one sale at the bitch store because the characters are saying bitch left and right. This one, it's slut. Like, oh god, yeah. We are. We're just two for one on that. <laughs> like this, it's just slutting it up. Like everybody except for her is a slut. Right. It's not even like a joking manner. <laughs> no, no, she's totally serious. Like even her friends, she's kind of like, she's kind of like, you know, they're kind of sluts. The <laughs> they're word, my friends, but they're kind of sluts. The word slutzilla is on the first page. <laughs> I know. If you're going to use that, keep in the chamber, you know? <laughs> <laughs> J- 
just to kind of give an idea of what the style of writing here, here's the first paragraph, the, the thing that sells your story. I rolled my eyes at the man sitting in the only corner that wasn't getting hit with the disco ball and strobe light. Period. <laughs> Whoever he was, he sat on a vintage Victorian chair, all low-key, while the rest of the party people in the room were dancing to horrible hip-hop. The crap music, the gaudy theme of the party overall, clashed horribly with this immaculate and amazing home. So we're a little judgy right off the bat. Oh yeah, yeah, she's totally judgmental. We find out Jessa, this main character, isn't super, like, from money, so... She has just ended up at this party, 96% of which is people she doesn't know. And it's because one of her friends wants to find the billionaire who owns the place and fuck him. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, she's even got like an on and off boyfriend and she's just like, I want to fuck this billionaire. Jake has it coming. <laughs> Apparently oh, yeah, we all he can totally agree does. Jake has it coming. <laughs> Uh, f Jake, I, I, f I don't know if I feel bad for Jake or if I want Jake to go fuck himself. We have a lot of unreliable narrators here. So this is like the selling point. The hook here is Assassin's Creed, the erotica. Like that's what we're working with here. Pretty much. It's like fan fiction, but they sold it. Yeah, except like I, I, they streamlined some things. The, 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 the in on this is it's basically an Oculus Rift, but you feel things, which... I mean, we I've reviewed stuff like that on the show before. It's not a hard concept to deal with, hmm. but I can't tell if we're making clever references all the time or it's just complete accident. Like, the billionaire is named Nolan. The, uh, the main character of the first three games uh, was played by Nolan North, who's a very prominent voice actor in gaming. You know, I, I, I think she was doing it on purpose. I mean, she had to be. Or, yeah, she had to be. There's no way that you just accidentally named the billionaire Nolan. This does feel like it was written super quickly. Like, not in a, not necessarily it's bad writing, but there's a lot of rambly sentences that are clever. I, I, would you like to hit your first highlight here on the first page, actually? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just, I'll read the whole sentence. But Go for it. <laughs> The other dancing girls on the dance floor obviously thought so, as they'd been trying to dig him up like they were slutty paleontologists and he were a mysterious sexy pile of dinosaur bones. I want that book. <laughs> <laughs> We've done dinosaur erotica before, but I want like, I want the sexy bones side of it. <laughs> yes, like a, like a sexy paleontologist, like digs up like a nearly intact dinosaur and they come back to life or some shit i don't fucking know what's the what's the sexy paleontologist uh costume is it just like khaki booty shorts and like a khaki top that has really deep uh v and then you've got just like a pith helmet from walmart <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it's definitely like the khaki booty shorts but it's like it's like one of those um like short sleeve like button-up shirts but she tied it like in a knot around her waist so you see like most of her stomach a lot of cleavage i don't you even think it. she's wearing i don't even think she's wearing like a hat if she is she's like wearing like a sexy sun hat i don't even i don't even know if you make a sun <laughs> sexy, sexy sun, sun hat, hat. <laughs> the sun, a sun hat with cleavage uh <laughs> if, there, if there's one thing we can be happy about in this in this garbage fire of a reality we live in it's that there weren't any sexy pizza rat costumes when uh when Pizza Rat was a big thing. 
<laughs> I am grateful for that. <laughs> <laughs> I you've got another highlight here. I know that I I was going to also do. She describes one of her friends as simply the blonde one. Right, like, like th- th- that's all we get of her is she's kind of slutty. She wants to get back at her on and off boyfriend Jake, and she's the blonde one. And then Billy shows up. What? I, I'm still trying to process what the fuck Billy is for this story. Billy's an excuse to get the girls upstairs so that Jessa can then bump into Nolan. Or Jessa can go into Nolan's cringy uh, 14-year-old anime nerd who collects Katana's room. <laughs> yes. Like, like yeah. <laughs> It's just very strange how the story progresses from hiding in the kitchen to a tour from like a fucking Logan from Gilmore Girls type smarmy (laughs) asshole. Like, seriously, the the author could have like made it to where Jessa just goes off exploring like, you know, some Belle from Beauty and the Beast shit. You know, she just fucking... I don't know this person. I'm just going to like invade their privacy and just look around the house. Yeah, she just she walks into a room and just like it, a door opens and is like, "Oh, I see you found my secret VR project whatever the fuck would you like to play?" Like I just cut probably a third of the book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you you cut at least like 3 or 4 pages. There is a pretty fun little moment where she's cuz like it's meant to be cool, right? She walks into this room and there's she's she is attracted to the katanas. I made the katana joke, but like there's all these swords and ancient weapons hung on the wall and she sees the katanas. She walks over to them. There's a bag full of throwing knives cuz those are kept in bags question mark and that's when Nolan walks in and she like spins around and knocks over and he's wearing a fucking hoodie. And it's meant to be like the modern look of the assassin, but to me, it's like this guy is sitting in the corner of a room full of his uh, antique weapon collection. Stress, <laughs> dude, come on, dude. And like, if he was like one of those typical, like you know, quote unquote, like nerdy guys with the you know, he's scrawny and he's like got the glasses and stuff, he wouldn't look cool. Everybody would just make fun of him for being a fucking dork. Yes. 100%. Like, it's only because he's hot. Speaking of making fun of people, uh, we skipped over a couple of our highlights about Billy. Oh, yes. He was a tan-skinned guy who looked a little like John Stamos, just way more fashionable, and this is your highlight, and clearly <laughs> gay if his hands on his jutted hips was any indicator. Because you can totally tell if someone's gay by the way that they place their hands on their hips. It's just, totally the rage. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Superman, the gayest character ever. Oh, totally. <laughs> Name's Billy. I was named after that Power Ranger, the blue one, wasn't it? Don't you love random trivia? Thanks, random character. You're named after the famously gay Power Ranger. <laughs> dude, yeah, that that was another thing. I'm just like, this this dude or this author just had to do this on purpose. Yeah, this is a little uh little heavy-handed. So we get to the um there's this weird closet scene where Jessa is being walked out because she knocked the knives over and you don't touch a man's knife bag. And then some unnamed, apparently STD ridden woman question mark starts yelling (laughs) for Nolan. 
where did the STD thing come from? <laughs> it's it's because she's a slut, and we all know that apparently, according to this, uh, according to Jessa, that every woman who's a slut also has STDs. I just want to say, like, I know you've listened to a little of the show for for funsies, but like. I had to assure Victoria this. I don't try to give people a problematic, shitty thing as their first review. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I'll talk more about it later. But honestly, this wasn't horrible. It's not. Yeah, it's not the worst thing in the world. But you're still a little cakes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They call her the slut banshee, which <laughs> I laughed at. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I personally love that line. I, I shouldn't have because it's an erotica, but I, I seriously love that line. That's when you know you're in a good one when you're laughing. Uh, <laughs> after the 10th call, she stomped away, probably to bother someone else with her STDs. That makes it sound like she physically has an item on her. Yes, yeah, like she's got like this like jar of STDs. <laughs> she just like, goes. <laughs> she, she's got Pokeballs with the newest Pokemon are all STDs. Gonorrhea, I choose you. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. He wa She mentioned she could be at home playing Star Wars The Old Republic, which is just a big, this was written in 2015 stamp right there. Oh yeah. Actually, am I right on that one? 2014, I was a year off. Uh, yeah, she's like, I could be home playing Star Wars The Old Republic. A new patch got released today. Which, quite frankly, if I were in that situation, I also would be like, fuck this. There's, there's new content out. <laughs> right? Like, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not a big fan of that game personally, but I can relate. No, yeah, I'm not. I, I I find it real hard to get involved in MMOs. Like it's never. It's always fun to hear stories about shit that goes down in MMOs with like big guilds and stuff. But when you start playing and it's like, get me seven of the Flitterdays and I'll give you this currency so you can go buy into more of these missions. Woo. Uh, but yeah, the Richie boy McGee hears her mention an MMO and he's like, hey, you talked about being a, a, a vagina owner that likes video games. Check this out <laughs> and shows her the stupidest layout of a game room I've ever seen, because just to show that he's rich, it's not that he has every console ever constructed. He has every console constructed and a TV and couch for each of them. There's a Genesis corner. There's a PlayStation area. There's a PlayStation 2 area. Like, it, we don't we don't talk about that fact, but it is said, like, and each has their own little area. That's like 10 sections. <laughs> if you don't yeah. even include loser consoles like the Jaguar. <laughs> I mean, he's got the money. It's like this fucking uh, hexagon room. It's it, Nobody questions it. It's just a hexagon room that has, like, a TV on every fucking side. Would you like to have sex in my VR game, then play Sewer Shark on the Sega CD? <laughs> oh, no No gamer girl can resist that. <laughs> Only true gamer girls have sex on the Genesis couch. Jesus. Uh, I see you've highlighted his excellent pickup line to get her to play his sex VR game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just <laughs> say, you wouldn't want to try it, with you? Would you? I've been wanting to try two-player mode, and you don't seem like an annoying skank. Well, just consider me a southern belle fanning my face. 
I'm just so goddamn charmed by this man. <laughs> Ooh, my, my, my. I'm not another skank. <laughs> I have a case of the vapors. <laughs> oh, you don't God. seem like a skank. I guess that's supposed to be him, like, playing into her... Like how she's been talking about, because she, she did the whole st walking std thing is her. Uh, <laughs> he's like, welcome to the gaming room. You highlighted this. I want to know if you highlighted this for the same reason it piqued my interest. Oh, it's for me. That that has to be like a Fifty Shades of Grey reference. Yes, because it's a red like, door, right? <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> Like, this this author is just trying to rip off everything. Assassin's Creed, Fifty Shades of Grey. Those two things sell well. Why not combine them? Fuck, why not? I mean, there is the whole uh, muscle-bound torso uh, thing that has been dominating uh, not erotica, but romance for years. Thank oh, yeah. God for mommy porn. Uh, also, if you're going to flex your nerd cred, I, I hate to do this, but if you're going to flex your nerd cred with your Assassin's Creed porn, gaming systems were everywhere. The original and Atari system. Okay. <sighs> Forgiving the little typo there. It's an Atari 2600. Or are you talking about the Atari computer system? Or are you talking about the Atari 1800? What are we talking about? <laughs> I mean, she she doesn't know. She doesn't know. I mean, <laughs> most people just know about, like, the one Atari. Yeah, because it's Atari, NES, Super Nintendo, Genesis. I'm not seeing no Philips CDI. I'm not seeing... <laughs> God, I know so much about bullshit technology no one needs to know about. I hate it. I mean, okay, I, uh, she is rightfully <laughs> impressed, because this is cool. Like, there's a bunch of cool shit in this room. Apparently, someone was playing Echo the Dolphin earlier, so, you know, the, the cool people hang out here. <laughs> the... The game that's meant to be, um, oh shit, now I've forgotten the name of the fucking bed in Assassin's Creed. Uh, it's gonna drive me nuts. Okay, I typed in Assassin's Creed bed, and there are a lot of Assassin's Creed theme covers you can buy from Amazon.co.uk. <laughs> uh, if you want... <laughs> If you want, I'll tell you here. In a <laughs> oh no, it's a oh god, <laughs> it's a it's a bedding that's like a grid, like three by three, and each one is like either a saying from Assassin's Creed, the Assassin's logo, or an assassin. It's so badly laid out. Oh, I'm so glad I forgot the name of that. That is to serve the light, work in the dark. Uh, Altair, the guy from Syndicate for some reason. Whatever. Okay, so the name of the game is Deu Nirvana. Because why not? I, I guess. I mean, it sounds technology fancy, I guess. It does. And uh, he puts a, there's a headset involved, uh, controllers, you lay down on a bed, he puts a wrist on her bracelet and is like, Take this, this bracelet is your one-way ticket out. If you can't get to the menu system to, like, get out, there, it could get glitchy. Just rip this off, takes you out of the game. And that little bracelet thing really caught my interest, because that's, like, that could open up an actual book-length book-level interesting thing yeah, to play yeah. with. 
I could see a series like just of. I mean, there is a series, and it just because it's Assassin's Creed, so you can go anywhere. Like she, she uh, to jump ahead a little bit, she pops into 15th century France, where everyone talks like they're from England, because apparently Olive thinks that's how 15th century <laughs> Paris sounds. Uh, oh yeah, like all like all that region just sounded like British people. That's yes, it. uh, it's a horrible place to be for a woman because Jessa gets jumped by a, a gang of hooligans who basically try to uh, sexually assault her in the middle of the street when they find out that there's nothing of worth to steal from her. Like, and, and it doesn't help that she got teleported into the game looking kind of like... Yeah. Like, you know, like a... I guess you would call it a prostitute. Like, I, I don't know. But like, because, you know, back then, they... You know, if a woman dressed like that and acted a certain way, you knew she was for <laughs> yeah. sale. And there's even this little nod where they try to, she has like the bracelet is represented by like a silver bracelet in game and they try to steal it and they can't, which makes it so she can't reach to grab it because they've got her pinned down. And I'm like, oh, well, this is a terrifying scene, but also that's an interesting mechanic. Like, what if her left hand gets chopped off in the game or something like that? Like, how can, how can she take it off? Uh, are we going to play with this mechanic at all? Nah. <laughs> Cause, you know, you got a point. You got a point. Because that, that would be bad. Because then um, then 15th century Parisian Batman shows up. Actually, <laughs> it's not really Batman. It's more V for Vendetta. Actually, you know what? Literally, it is the scene from V for Vendetta. Because <laughs> she's like, oh no, this is it. And it's Snick Snick and everyone's dead. And it's sexy dude. Oh yeah. Because, I mean, he has to be sexy. She gets mad at the guys assaulting her. I'll reload this game and fuck you 20,000 times over again. <laughs> that that just made no sense. Like, with the, the, that particular phrasing. It's meant, I think it's meant to line up the bad guy saying, I like the sound of that. His scratchy voice chuckled. Sorry. <laughs> I like the sound of that. His scratchy voice chuckled. <laughs> It's just every time when I was reading this, I just I heard uh, scum of the earth, South London the whole time because it's fucking even she there's a joke where she tries to act the part and says like mate or something. I forget what she said, but the joke was she said not a French thing. I don't know. Whatever. It's, it was a fun little moment, and I just found myself being like, why didn't we set this in London? You could have just said London. There would have been a lot more fun jokes. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and they had an Assassin's Creed game in London, so, I mean, it would make sense. Now, that that might have been a little after this. I can't remember, because there's so fucking many of them now. That's oh, yeah, said, that's true. We have sexy... What's the dude's name? Uh, The Assassin? Yeah. Like Ash, Asher, Osher, <laughs> something uh, like that. A brooding guy in a CW show. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> this fall on CW. <laughs> this fall on CW, we're fucking in a video game. <laughs> Not this time, but a very special season 11 of Gilmore Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Rory gets into VR game development and things get a little crazy. A new boy shows up to town. No one knows who he is. <laughs> it's Luke's brother. What? Okay, we're, we're done writing Color Girls fan fiction. <laughs> done, done. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll table that for now. So when we get to the point where she goes up 
to her bedroom. Brood McGee comes up, totally not Altair comes up and is like, this is my room I paid for. And she's like, well, fuck you. I woke up here because it's a spawn point. I will stay in here. There's this interaction and you're like, oh, it's Nolan. Like he's playing the assassin part, but he's not going to break character. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's the thing, though. We never get confirmation from it. I personally don't think it was him. Like, I think she's just fucking some random pixels and Nolan's looking for her. Like, where the fuck is this bitch? <laughs> He's like, I, I was expecting a gag ending. Like, I thought the ending was going to be because the entire this whole sex scene happens, which we can talk about here in a minute. But this whole sex scene happens. And I'm watching the Kindle say, like, two minutes left to read this book. And I'm like, well, fucking where's the ending going to be? And then it just isn't like she's just like ah that was fun sex we had there's no like she takes the helmet off and nolan's standing there like frustrated trying to get his helmet to work and he's like did the game load for you because it didn't load for me i think we were in different servers or something like that and then she's like see i was expecting that too or like maybe in real life they both started like having sex with each other and they didn't realize it and that's why they felt like that I was kind of expecting that. Her headset's gonna be filthy. Oh god, yes. Oh. Throw Mm. it away, man. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I can smell it. That's bad. Like, ugh. Okay, so uh, that joke does bring me to my first, like, legit question for you. I know the title is Assassin's Seed. Did you expect this much of it to be an integral part of the story? No. Oh my god. God, it was... Oh, mm -mm. This is is straight up a come-play-based story, but it is not advertised as such? No, no, like, of course I was expecting, like, you know... No, no, continue, I just found out the description has the term one-man bukkake in it, so that's that's on me. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, but, like, I, you know, I wasn't expecting it, of course, you know... Obviously, expecting sex, expecting, like, multiple sex scenes, or, you know, like, one long sex scene, but multiple times of having sex. Yeah. But I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting, like, he came in her mouth, and then he came in her ass, and then he came in her pussy. Like, that I, kind I, of, I like, I will give the you know, writer some credit. That the Okay, there's a fucking winky face at the end of the description, by the way. But, it, but they do go the extra mile to put, like, kink warnings on it. So, Assassin's Creed is a 12,000-word story featuring passionate rough sex, one-man bukkake, body, facial scenes, anal, and, all caps, explicit sex and descriptions. Oh, you mean it could have been a one-man bukkake with body and facial scenes and anal, but not explicit. No, no, that's you know I don't I, I can't even make a joke. I don't know how that would work. <laughs> I, I will put out a bounty of four dollars and twenty cents via PayPal to the first person who can write a one-man bukkake and anal scene that isn't explicit. Jeez. <laughs> <sighs> I, I I would pay to read that as well because that would just blow my mind. Actually, that's my second bounty. My f- my first bounty of four dollars and twenty cents still remains a year later uh, to the first person who can find me a Thomas the Tank Engine based erotica that's for sale, not shitty fan fiction, but like for <laughs> sale. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised that doesn't already exist, though. 
And it's not even that I particularly want the porn. I just want there to have been someone who had to sit down for many hours to do it. <laughs> just just so my my nerdy ass can roll up and be like, um, excuse me, uh, Thomas Superfan here. Let's break down why this is canonically stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, was... How did you... Did the sex scene feel well-written? Um, you know, it, it kind of like it could have been better, but it honestly, I mean, it, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Um, she did actually like try to put, you know, some good descriptions in there and try to like flesh out the scene. Um, and she, she did an okay job. She could have done better, but it could have been like, you know, worse. It could have been like yeah. a, uh, like a. He put his dick in her vagina and then pumped in and out multiple times. His dick was eight and a half inches and as wide as a Coke can. Like that yes. level. Yes. Like, and I'm so glad, like, she didn't actually put, like, the inches in there. I mean, she obviously said it was a big dick, but yeah, I mean, she wasn't just be like. Big. I mean, it always uh, is. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, she wasn't like. By the, yeah, I could tell it was, like, like a good 10 inches rock hard. <laughs> Boy, yoing. <laughs> I could with my trained eye I could spot that motherfucker was 10.34 inches <laughs> I know how long my hands are and that's how I used to measure it <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I will say this and this is gonna sound weird for neurotica the sex scene's long <laughs> it is it is which I mean I, I, I liked it I mean it's not necessarily my type of sex but I did Enjoy the fact that it was kind of long. See, this is this is also great because I've been like for someone who's been doing this a while. When I find a sex scene, immediately my brain starts going, "Yeah, yeah, whatever, fucking pussy, yeah, let's go." Like, <laughs> <laughs> where where are the vampires? Like, <laughs> <laughs> now my only other thing about this sex scene is, uh, unless I'm remembering wrong, did he ever eat her out? I. I missed it if he did. See, that would have that to, that would have just made it even better if if cuz like you don't see that enough. You don't see enough of a guy eating a girl out. Nope. Now, she does get excited about that idea. Asher was mine for tonight. His 5 o'clock shadow could raw me up all I all it wanted. Like she's ready. <laughs> uh there's a lot of fun wordplay in, in Assassin's Seed. Like I know I've been kind of giving it shit, but like you highlighted, I'm a girl that wants to fuck your brains out right now. After he's like, I'm a killer. He whispered into my ear, an assassin. That's who I am. Who are you? Like that scene. You don't know me. I'm too much and, trouble for you. And she's just like, I'm a girl that wants to fuck your brains out right now. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how I was reading it. I couldn't hold it any longer. Like a horny moth to a long and hard flame. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's one detail in this that's fantastic. And it kind of sells to me that the author is a woman uh, or at least a vagina owner. Uh, Jessa has never had an orgasm before. Right. That's what that's what really threw me off. Like she's been with some shitty guys. Yeah. Then. No. Like that's that's an astoundingly realistic detail. It is. To include it really is. In some in something, let's be honest, goofy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's definitely realistic. Like I, I realize that you know, for some women, it 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 hardly ever happens, even if their partner tries. But I also know that there's a lot of women out there that fake it. Yeah. Just you know, and the guy's just like, "Oh, I got mine. You good? <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm good." Good night. <laughs> <laughs> so I falls asleep I, while eating sandwich. Yes. So like, I feel bad for her in that aspect. She, she oh man, I feel bad. <laughs> There's, of course, Ubisoft would sue the shit out of them, but there's enough content here with the break. Like they thought this through the bracelet thing. That's great. The, the not having an orgasm until now. And then he gives her two and it blows her mind. So she's like, I'm going to stay in the game. That's cool. It feels like we are reading what could be a spec pitch for an actual novel length story. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, her and Nolan become friends, like, cause she's just like, I want to keep coming over and playing your video game. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask me why. <laughs> he can never, like, there's just this running gag that he can never fucking get it to work. <laughs> he can never get two-player mode to work, and when he finally does. <laughs> or, like, they keep, lo- he keeps loading into, like, the steampunk server and she keeps going to 15th century Paris. So, like, they both are fucking similar characters, but never they always assume it's the other. Yes, and then like towards the end of the book, he finally gets two player mode to work to where they're both in the same universe and he walks in on her fucking Asher or Osher or whatever. And they have a threesome. That would be cool. That'd be fun. That's much better than my gag idea where he gets it to work and then they have sex in game and it's like not fun. <laughs> <laughs> Like there's there's la- input lag, so like you'll try to do something and she's moved a little bit, so it's like boink, and then <laughs> yeah, like like he accidentally like like he goes to like finger her and like the game glitches and his hand forms like a fist instead, so he accidentally just like bam. Oh oh <laughs> oh I know I know Oof. I know. Access denied. Holy shit. Yeah, like that kind of like that <laughs> that would be bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. I think I guess that about wraps it up. Uh, Alicia, would you recommend Assassin's Seed? You know, surprisingly, I would. I, I really would. It was fun, and I could see it being hot. I could. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm not a hetero person, so guys don't really do that for me. But if you're into that, I could see it being hot. And I, I have been making fun of, like, that type. But if you're into, like, Angel from Buffy, if that's your thing... Asher will do it for you. <laughs> oh, totally, totally. Although da- he definitely has an angel vibe. Although it, David Boreanaz is on a whole nother fucking level of pulling off the brooding thing. But yeah, Asher, Asher is in the same ballpark as that. Uh, <laughs> if you do want to pick it up, there is a seven dollar paperback available. You can also get it for for two ninety nine as a just a Kindle single, or if you have Kindle Unlimited, you can just you know check it out. Netflix for Kindle books. I will say this book was obviously put out before Kindle Unlimited really came into its own because it doesn't have another story added in for free afterwards, which is a huge thing we've seen a lot where people will like pad out the size of the file so that technically more pages get read, even if it's not, even if they're technically giving away more content for the same price, 
are in the same package they get paid per page read instead of like well this one story made 50 cents that one story can now make three dollars there's no spam in it which is a fun thing to see it's it's kind of nostalgic at this point <laughs> and uh okay oh one last thing alicia where can people find you on the internet if they want to Oh, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Reckless Anarchy. Um, no underscore, it's just all together, at Reckless Anarchy. And uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter because I'm on a few different other podcasts uh, like The Beacon, Copperheart, and Creepy. <laughs> I am also going to be in The Beacon incredibly briefly. <laughs> <laughs> you played the MC! <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers. So, if you want to... If you want to foil the, if you want to foil, if you would like to destroy this podcast, if you want to follow the Red Light Library at Red Light Library on Twitter, I'm going to make an Instagram soonish, so I might dub in myself saying it now. Time stops as editing Gavin realizes he's forgotten to make an Instagram. He has many cool ideas for how to run an Instagram, but today is not that day. Perhaps tomorrow, he says yet again. Hey, wasn't that cool? Also, uh, you can check out our show notes and whatnot, links to the stories we've read, and all of our social medias and whatnot. Red Light Library Podcast at WordPress.com. If you want to follow me for some crazy reason, at the Pod Report, T H E P O D R E P O R T. It's my main Twitter account where I tweet about podcasts and shit. Uh, if you want to read my reviews, it's just throw.wordpress.com after that. And that'll do you. Thank you so much for joining me on this wacky gamer adventure, Alicia. <laughs> it, it was definitely my pleasure. It was definitely fun. And this is the part where I wish I'd come up with an outro a year ago. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye.